Today on the show, I've actually we're recording this on the fly, JL. So I'm not actually sure where we're going to cut this up, but we recorded our part two and it went for about an hour and thirty minutes. So we're actually going to cut this into part two and part three of our preseason predictions. Um, we're going to talk about you know the Los Angeles Lakers to start off with with this part, and then we'll end up talking about the Bucks as well and. Then we'll talk about other teams in the next part. Um, so it's going to be a great show. It's time for tip off. Welcome to the Bronx Cheer Basketball Show. I'm your host, Nathan Callanan. We're coming to you from Melbourne, Australia, where it's currently uh, 6.13 p.m. on Tuesday the... <laughs> Wait, Tuesday the... 26th, get Now I get jumbled up because of the other show, but it's Tuesday. It's the 26th of October. Um, it's 6.14 p.m. I'm joined by a guy in the studio who loves... What do you got for me this week? <laughs> what have I got for you this week? He loves the Celtics and he, he's got high hopes for Time Lord, Jack Lynch. How are you? Welcome to the studio. You've lost me on the introduction there. It's getting, <laughs> I've lost it's getting, myself. <laughs> it's getting worse and worse every week. But no, I'm well. I'm well. Sun's shining. So it's been, it's been a good day and I'm excited to be for the first time ever in the studio. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Welcome to everyone. Uh, if you're new to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe button on either YouTube or whatever podcast channel. Uh, app you're on uh if you're listening as well but also don't forget to check us out on youtube check out the the good good looking roosters yeah the good looking roosters so here we are on youtube uh this is part two of our pre-season predictions jack you might say to me hold on (laughs) the season started (laughs) well here's the thing this is all (laughs) this is all the time we have all right so a bit of hindsight this week with our predictions um you well you said to me off the pod that you actually tried to pretend that you hadn't seen some of these teams play. Well, I'm still ready to lip, rip into the Lakers yeah, anyway. That's so right. That, rip into the Lakers. And then we will do. We finished off with the Clippers last week. We did 13 teams this week. We're going to do the rest of the 17 now. Starting with the Los Angeles Lakers. JL, they kept three players. <laughs> they retained three players. Anthony Davis, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, and LeBron James. Uh of course, they retained those three. Um, they brought in Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza. See, tell me if you see a pattern here. Uh, Avery Bradley, Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard, Jay Huff, the rookie. Jay Huff or Jay Huff? I've got no idea. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, uh, uh, Rajon Rondo, and Russell Westbrook. I had left out a few names there. Tell me if you see the theme there with the Lakers. They're old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's... No other way way to put it. They lost all their young talent, which was part of that five-team five, five yeah. team trade for Westbrook. Um, and I don't even think it makes them better. Yeah. I I actually, and we'll get to later, uh, spoiler, I think they lost the trade. I, I think, I don't care. I mean, this, you know, I'm the guy. I hate Westbrook. I can't stand his play. I can't stand how proud he, he is of being so average. More so on the tail end of his career. Like, I'll give everyone that, you know. At his best, especially his MVP season, I thought he actually did deserve that, even over James Harden. Um, but, like, now, I can't stand how he how he puffs his chest, you know, his nostrils 
after he's just slammed a dunk or he's just banked in a and, shot. And, and he's, he's one for 13. Yeah, and he's just banked in a shot. Oh, I can't stand people. People who attack the game, I've said this before, people who attack the game, you've got to be efficient if you're going to attack the mm. game. And he's not efficient. Um, I hate his demeanour. Um, and as you were saying, they've lost their young talent. And the, the, the silkiness, I don't know if the silkiness is there with the Lakers. Well, the players they've brought in, not that they're bad players at all, but they are quite one-dimensional. You know, Mallow's going to be shooting three. He's not going to be running the offense himself. Um, Bazemore's going to be taking dumb fouls <laughs> <No>, and <laughs> turning the ball over. But like Dwight Howard, um, DJ, even you know uh, Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn, all are quite one-dimensional. Yeah. Um, there's just no. You know, there's not that many players that can. Even someone like Alex Caruso, who's been a bit of a meme for quite a while, but you could plug him into any offense and any defense in your player's role, whereas these guys I'm just not quite sure about. They're all good enough players to have good games occasionally, occasionally like Mallow did the other night, but I don't see them doing that in the playoffs and especially don't see more than one of these guys in the playoffs showing up per game. Yep. I... Um you know, as I said, a bit of hindsight we have for this uh, podcast. The first few games, their closing lineup was AD LeBron. Surprised about either. <laughs> not surprised about either of those. Get, get AD, off the AD LeBron, Westbrook, Bazemore, and Avery Bradley. That Los Angeles Lake. The, the sorry, the LeBron Los Angeles Lakers and AD have Bazemore in their closing lineup. Maybe that's going to change with THT coming back, and maybe I don't know. I don't know who, who pushes him out of it, but I'm not. I'm not excited. Like even Avery Bradley, he got cut by the Warriors. Yeah, he's he can't play. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know, man. I think that, and you know, I said this last week. I'll keep saying it. You know, this year because of no Kawhi, we know Portland are always shaky. We know that Dallas Porzingis shakiness. The Lakers may get to the finals just because it's a bit uncertain in the West this year. It's bizarre to think that the West is going to be an easier run to the finals mm. than the East. Yep, that's right. It's so bizarre. So the question, JL, that I'm asking you across these two pods, the Los Angeles Lakers, they finished last season, they finished, I have got this ready just now, seventh, and then we're in the playing game. They won yeah. their playing game straight out. Um, are they higher or lower this season? Where are they finishing? They're finishing higher. Last year was... It's, they're not going to be that riddled with injuries. Yeah, sure. the injuries. Like LeBron, LeBron and AD should... You know, it's unlikely they both miss so much time, especially together. So, they'll be higher. But in terms of going into the playoffs, I assume they're going to win a series this year. Yeah. I'd imagine any team with LeBron and AD is going to win at least one series. But I don't see them going that much further. So, I think last year when they did finish seventh and lost in the first round, everyone was like, ah, injuries did it. They're still, you know, it's not the back-to-back, or they're not the um, reigning champions anymore, but we're going to hold them without esteem. Yeah. Whereas now, I don't think that's the case. No. Yeah, no, I'll go higher as well, seventh, because above them last season was Portland, Dallas, I said, you know, these shaky types. Clippers, no Kawhi. Denver, most of the season without Murray. And then you be the judge of Phoenix and Utah. I, I think just because of the uncertainty, which I'll keep using that word, in the West this season, the Lakers will will get up higher, but this definitely isn't um, bubble Lakers. This isn't... No. I, I honestly... I mean, maybe K- KCP is declining, but I would 
I would seriously rather have KCP over Russell Westbrook. I'm, I'm sorry. So I, I'm a weird. Not that I, I think I'm one of the few people that don't see. I uh, don't have a bias against Westbrook. I think I actually see him for what he is. You hate him. Yeah. But his last season, like the bubble season with Houston, we averaged for like 31 points per game for a month or something like that with yep. Harden when they were like, we've got to go super yeah. small. He's good with spacing. Then even with Washington last year, started the season awfully, but the back half of the year, he was like an, he was playing like an MVP candidate. Um, and single-handedly got them into the you know, playoff contention. So he might take a while to warm up and he can't, he still does have it in him to play well. It's just when does he get that when does he get to that point? AD and, and LeBron. Do they have the spacing to support him to support his play style? And if AD is still like maintaining that he has to play the four, yeah. And they've got to play with Dwight uh, in the lineup, then no, they don't have that spacing. AD's uh um what is it? He's you know, he must play the four, as you're saying. Ah, oh, that annoys the shit out of me. You know, he and they always have to, you know, get a get a center. You see the yeah. Dwight Howard thing? Oh man. Always. I can't stand AD being so <laughs> scared of the five, but that's the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's get on to the Memphis Grizzlies. These two teams played the other day. The Grizzlies, unfortunately, uh, came out second best against the Lakers. But the Grizzlies lost Grayson Allen, which I think is... Look, he's had his, he's <laughs> he's had his weird past, the tripping and that. Yeah. But um, last season, he was, yeah. he was deadly, deadly from three. Um, so... I think that's a bit of a, a loss, but at the same time, I've got here one of, if not the best drafting team of recent times. The players that they've you know recently drafted, of course, Jar Morant, but then Jaron Jackson Jr. De, uh, is Desmond Desmond Bain? Yeah, sorry, I was looking for his name. Desmond Bain's on this team, of course. Dylan Brooks, uh, Tillman, and uh, Killian Tilly's not even not that bad as well. Um, I'm always impressed, and I just. It's just it's going one way. Mm. They're just going. Uh, they're ascending, and that's it for the Grizzlies. Uh, what have you got for them? I think the most impressive part about Memphis is they were able to make the jump to the playoffs, which is probably the hardest thing to do, especially in that loaded West where Phoenix didn't do it for yeah. however many years. Sacramento have been trying to do it since two thousand and four, five. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not easy to be a bottom feeding team and then grab you know three or four pieces. And then go from, you know, fourteenth, fifteenth to eighth. Yep. It usually is a you know a long process, and Memphis surprised everyone and managed to do it. Whether or not they'll, I don't know if they overachieved last year. I think they're probably still going to be at a similar level, but their play style is going to be so much greater this year. Um, you mentioned Jar. He's so fucking good. Mm. Like, started this season hot as well. 40 and 10 against the Lakers. Missed that free throw, which is so unfair because that would have been a great overtime period. But I don't know. I feel like they've just got a really well-rounded lineup. Kyle Anderson, who they got in from, they brought in from the Spurs a few years ago. The slowest, the slow slowest guy on earth. But his defense is fantastic. Um, he was something like Brandon Clark, who I think was a second-round draft pick off memory, or is definitely out of the lottery. He's just solid. Yeah. Um, Jackson Jr., Weird looking jump shot, but yeah. stretches the floor, plays defense on the interior. Um, they're just really well rounded. D'Anthony Melton, don't don't ever forget that name. <laughs> don't ever forget Javon Carter or D'Anthony Melton. They're the same person. Even Tyus Jones is a good point guard. Yep, he's got one of the best assisted turnover ratios in the league. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. I might be wrong. <laughs> um, 
I'm sorry that I didn't uh, check out um, <laughs> Tyus Jones' stats pre, pre, uh, pre-pod. But then bringing in someone like Stephen Adams, who, as we know, isn't going to change the game offensively, but will just be a solid presence defensively and just hold those structures there. Um, now they've got a great lineup, pushing the eighth seed again. Yeah, so is that what you got again? So yeah. last season, the Grizzlies finished uh, uh, ninth, and then they were... Um, they beat the Warriors yeah. in that sort of second playing game, um, and then they took they took one or two games off they the took, Jazz. They took one. Yeah, um, Jar had thirty nine and twelve yeah. or something. Yep. And it is sad that they lost uh, or they traded um, Valanciunas because I think that he was becoming a bit of a fan favorite. He was at times their best player yeah. last year. You know, Jar in and out. He's instant offense. Big guys like that yeah. still have post moves. You, you can't play them consistently, but. Even something like Ennis Cantor, you throw him in, you know he's going to get you... He's going to get shots off. Offense, yes. But, yeah, <laughs> the issue there, for, even for JV, was, was defense. Yeah, that's right. Um, anyway, so do you think they're going to up or down from ninth? I'll say, I'll say eighth, so I'm going up. Yeah. But even if they don't, mm. I still think they'll improve, if that makes sense. Yep. No, that that does make sense. I reckon, I reckon they will go above um, ninth. I reckon, yeah, somewhere eighth and up. Of course, that's what above ninth means. <laughs> <laughs> the Miami Heat. Uh, they retained Jimmy Bam, Dwayne Dedman, who I always like as a backup big or <laughs> or just eating up the minutes. Udonis Haslam is still on the Heat. I uh, love I love you, Dead. <laughs> Sorry, U H. That doesn't really make sense. Um, Does uh, he get called U D? Why did that I come out? Know. I don't know. I I I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm sticking with it. Yeah, UD. Yeah, UD. UH is not doesn't no. have the same ring to it. Uh, Tyler Hero, um, and Victor Oladipo. <laughs> oh, Vic, Victor Oladipo is still on the Heat. Yeah. See how much money he turned down. I didn't even know he's still on the Heat. Because he's shit. He's <laughs> his career's done. Shit. Uh, Duncan Robinson, and that's about it. And then they brought in Kyle Lowry, um, Caleb Martin. You know which one he is. One of the one of the two. <laughs> we talked about the other one last week, uh, and Markeith Morris and PJ Tucker, who uh, left his Milwaukee Bucks and then they beat them. What did they beat them last week by? Like 40, 50 points, something like that. Twenty odd. Twenty odd, something like that. So sorry, Bucks fans, you <laughs> you got a ring now. Um, uh, what are we thinking about the Miami Heat down in South Beach? I don't really think a lot changes, and I think I'm one of the few that. Do think that I know a lot of people have them like as high as like fifth, sixth in their in their rankings. Um, I think their defense does improve. Um, obviously Jimmy's going to be leading that. Bam can defend really well. Lowry's great for a point guard. Uh, PJ Tucker as well. Even Markeith Morris can hold his own. Um, <laughs> you know they've got good defenders, but their defense was already good. That was never the issue. Yep. It was offense, and they haven't really demonstrated anyone that. Well, no, no one's coming to fix that issue. Yep. Um, so my expectation is, and this might be a little bit of a hot take, but for them to go far, Tyler Hero needs to be their best offensive player. Okay. He won't be their number one option, but so far in the preseason, in the first few games of the season, he's putting up big numbers. He's shooting the ball really well, which is almost like he was in the bubble. Yep. He needs to be like a 26 points per game kind of guy. Yep. Jimmy's going to get his 90. 20, sorry, 26, 26, you said. 26, and I think he's got it in him. He's already Shoot. starting hot. He's probably going to finish around 
22-23, I think. Yeah. But if he wants to elevate this team, he needs to be up there, which is a lot of pressure on a guy that's not actually that good. <laughs> but I think he can, I think he can do it. Um, Jimmy's going to get his 19 and... Mm. You know, he's nine and nine, and those games he'll have a few thirty pointers. But he's going to get up at three a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Jimmy! But you know, I, I think Tyler Hero is going to have to be that. He's going to have to carry the offense. Yep. Um, and then yeah, people like Kyle Lowry, we we know what he's going to do. He's yep. going to get his you know sixteen, seventeen points, and they're just going to be feeding Hero. He's the only one that can like consistently create his own shot off the dribble, score at all three levels at the rim. Uh, mid-range and from three, I think they're really going to be feeding him all season long. So up or down from they finished last season. They had they were one of the co they were one of the really bad COVID teams. Yeah. Uh, them in Dallas last season. Um, last season they finished. They ended up climbing up to sixth. Uh, my numbers tell me it doesn't have the numbers here. So bear with me. <laughs> they climbed up to sixth, finishing higher or lower in the Eastern Conference standings. This is what we talked about last week. Surely not. Is that there are so many teams that are all looking to go up. Um, I'm going to keep them at sixth. Keep them I'm at going... sixth. The Miami Heat. Yeah. Wow. And you know, it's the Heat. This is what they do. They cruise in the regular season. They do what they have to do. Mm. And then they famously say, as Jimmy Butler said, get me to the playoffs and I'll do the rest. <laughs> so um, I'm sticking with six. I'm going to go with... Because I like I'm a I'm an against the grain guy. This is not against the grain prediction, but their sort of adversity season last season with mm. the with the, the COVID. Um, I'm going to go with they're going to have a pretty smooth season this season, and I'm going to put the Miami Heat definitely above sixth. I'm going to put them somewhere in the top three. Yeah. Mm. Yep, the my, I reckon they're one well, of the they're best not going to be better than Brooklyn or Milwaukee. No, so you're putting them third. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and that's tier one in the East for me. You know, I said that sort of last week. That's tier one, and then tier two is like made up. That's of a bloodbath. Like, yeah, that's a bloodbath. And then there's wow. Charlotte. No, Charlotte be Charlotte have been playing well. Charlotte, they've been winning. Had uh, their first loss of the season today. Yeah, Charlotte been winning so. Uh, that's hindsight there. But anyway, let's talk about PJ Tucker's old team. Who, <laughs> Which one? <laughs> who, you got about seven years. <laughs> so his most recent team, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, the current reigning champions. They retained Giannis Antetokounmpo, Thanas, 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 <laughs> Thanasis Antetokounmpo, uh, Connaughton, Dante DiVincenzo, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, uh, and Bobby Portis, the you forgot Jordan Mora. <laughs> oh wait, is he, he is he not a rookie? No, so he was, I don't think he really did anything last year, but he looks so good, bro. He looks so good. Yeah, he in that first game against Brooklyn, especially, I was like, all right, he, he looks like Tyler Hero in the bubble. I was like, where the hell did this guy come from? And yeah. he's got size as well. Mm. He doesn't look. I was like, he doesn't look like a rookie. <laughs> he doesn't play like. It turns out he's not one. Uh, Jordan Nwora, yes. Um, so for me, they've retained the core and they brought in the big bro- gun. Yeah, they br- semi Ojale. <laughs> <laughs> Is it semi or shemi? Shemi, technically. Shemi. But it's semi. Is he not um, American? Is he? It's a Brazilian name, I think, of yep. memory. Um, and it's like fourteen letters long, 
and Shemi is a small part of it. Oh, okay. So, yep. So they also brought in Grayson Allen, who I went on about how impressed I am with his uh, three-point knockdown shooting. Uh, George Hill's back from Philly. Rodney Hood uh, and Shemi are the main names. Um, they lost Bryn Forbes, sad. Justin Jackson doesn't have a team, it seems. That's crazy. I thought that Justin Jackson... Get ready to laugh. I thought that really? Justin Jackson could be as good as KD. <laughs> I thought, in college, man, this guy for North Carolina, I was like, this guy is going to be as good as KD. Um, I can't believe I just said that on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just been bounced around every team I've kept an eye on him. And I was thought, he at Dallas first or Sacramento? Sacramento, wasn't he? He was at Sacramento first. I don't know which one was first. Well, he's no good. He's no good. He's, he's smaller. No good. He looks. Bi- he looked bigger in college. It's funny that because they're <laughs> smaller. <laughs> anyway, that was just my little uh, embarrassment. What are the Milwaukee Bucks doing? Are they they're going higher than winning the championship, or are they going lower? They're going higher. <laughs> um, look, the Bucks. There's nothing to even really talk about, and they're they're going to run it back. There's pretty much no real changes there except for my man uh, Sammy Ojale, who's going to be big in the weights room and small off the court <laughs> on the court, I should say. Um, but no, it's the same lineup. We know what they're going to, we're going to see. Giannis has added something to his game every single year and his yeah. jump shot now actually looks good. And if it is as good as he says, then they're going to be hard to stop. So they're going to the conference finals. Yep. And it just depends on the net's health. Yep. So Giannis Antetokounmpo is now 27 this year. He's going to be 27 this year. And you've gone on about before how he, um, you know, he's only young. He's doing so much. He's mm. two MVPs. That game six, I've always slammed Giannis. Yeah. You know, blah, blah. You thought him and Ben Simmons. I, were I always that. said that him and Ben Simmons are very similar. It's just that Giannis is longer. Ben Simmons is better at passing. How silly does that look now? Game six, Giannis. I should probably have actually this stats up. But we all know, if you, if you did see it, those free throws, those free throws that and the yeah. efficiency that he made them in Game Six was the difference. And I've got here 2021 NBA Game Six Giannis brackets free throw machine, if sustained, can enter the top five in the goat debate by the end of his career. Just that Game Six Giannis. If he's going to come now, well, and- if, if it's Game Six Giannis and he's scoring fifty points every game, <laughs> of course he's going to be in that debate. <laughs> We're not getting that game six yards. But you know what I mean. So at least I'm going to ask for 80% from the free throw line. Yeah. If he can do that, if he can if he can do that for the tail end of his career, even if it starts next year, you know, he gets mm-hmm. to 70% this year. Um, It's like everyone says about Ben. You don't actually really need to shoot jump shots. If you could just make your shots at the line, yeah. you'd be unstoppable. Giannis, if he can make his shots at the line, I know he shoots as well, but if he can make those shots at the line, well, how the hell do you stop Giannis Antetokounmpo? You got you got a lot who's, to unpack. Whose spot in your top five of all time does he take? Oh, we, this is for another conversation, but I would put him over some of the heights of, well, some of the top five up there. So you got your your, your LeBron, your MJ, you've got your you know the names such as Magic and Kareem for me and. I, I haven't thought about my top five, so this is maybe not exactly it. Um, and then who else? There's sort of... I like the dream. 
um, and stuff like that. But I what I, I would even go, and this is huge. This is this just sounds silly to be honest, actually. But I would even go. I would even insert him higher. Game six, Giannis. Game six, Giannis. I've got written here. I would insert game six, Giannis higher than Magic and Kareem. But hold on. <laughs> I, I know I've sort of stepped in it here, but I'm saying... Well, I mean, if, if you're saying if he plays like game six... Yes. And he's 80% of that. So, what's yeah. that? Yes. Um, my math is pretty awful here, but that's 40 points per game, essentially, for the rest of his career. Of course, he's going to be in that conversation. Yeah, I don't, not, that's what I'm but, saying. You're so with if, me. If he averages 30 so if he averages points per game, he's going to be in that conversation. So, if he averages 31 and 80% from the free throw line, doing mm-hmm. what he does now, mm-hmm. he gets there for me. Definitely gets nah. another ring. Nah. Does he get there? No. Nah. Because all those, all the greats, the top five, top ten, top ten ever. Yeah. The probably the slowest to start in the top ten ever will be Kobe. Mm-hmm. And it took him three years to even become, you know, a starter in the league. Yep. Everyone else was great from the get go. It's so hard to catch up on that resume when you know with Giannis's play style. He's twenty seven. You said now, he might only have seven more elite years. Yeah. Which sounds like still a lot. That's a lot of years. But you look at someone like LeBron, who's had. 18 All-NBA first years, first team, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, like, the resume, it might have one of the greatest peaks ever. Yeah, because I'm a very I'm a very peak of the powers guy. Whereas NBA, I, I feel like the NBA, it's all about longevity. I, I always say that. I always say those, that, I don't even know if it's a if it's a term, but when sort of ranking, I'm all, my, my number one criteria is peak of the, sustained peak of the powers. Yeah. Because peak of the powers just... So Michael Carter-Williams in his first yeah, game doesn't count. <laughs> in his first game. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams nearly getting a quadruple-double. Um, that's what I'm saying. Sustained peak of his powers. I think that his... The, the peak of his powers, Giannis Antetokounmpo, is some of the best. When I say some of the best, some of the absolute best that we've seen all time. Sorry. With the free throw making. Without the free throw yeah. making... He's Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> he's my, he's Ben Simmons. I'm back. He's back. He's Ben Simmons without like that's how black and white it is for me because these non-shooting or non-efficiently shooting players um, are so easily stopped. But if you send them, if you send Giannis to the line and he's hitting eighty percent, league's fucked. Come on, man! Like, and it would feel you would feel it. You would feel it. That everyone would feel it if he so. He, he's been averaging like, what, 28, 30 points yeah. per game already? Imagine if he did hit all those free throws. We only, what's he shoot, like 60%? He'd only average yeah. like three more points per game. No, he wouldn't. He, would, he, would, <laughs> he misses a lot, as yeah. in points. He'd get at least, okay, off free throws, I reckon he'd get at least four to five more points a game. Any times you go, this is where we need the stats. This is where we need the stats, yeah. Well, uh... We're moving from the studio soon. <laughs> <laughs> We're upgrading again. All right, let's move on. So the Milwaukee Bucks. So what do you got for them, higher or lower? Last oh, well, season I'm they. Gonna, I'm going to go lower, but the Eastern Conference Finals. They finished third in the um in the standings. Well, then I'll go higher. They'll be second. Second and and making the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals against the Nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much same. I got the same. Giannis is top five all time. I can't, you know, it's so funny. Like someone's gonna get a clip of me and just like last year and how I was saying he's not even better than Ben Simmons. <laughs> what is Ben Simmons all time? You know how they did fifty players the fifty year anniversary. Now they're on seventy five players. Seventy five. Yeah. Maybe when the NBA is gone for like 
400 years we might see him in that conversation. <laughs> All right. Minnesota Timberwolves. They retained Malik Beasley, Anthony Edwards, uh, Josh Okoge, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, and a few others. Um, they brought in Pat Bev. Yep. Torian Prince. Hey. Is <laughs> it name? Hey, Tim Wolves. Uh, <laughs> and they expelled Jarrett Colvar, Ed Davis, and Juancho Hernan Gomez, and Ricky Rubio, who's, I thought Minnesota and him are through and through, man. Man, nah. poor, poor Ricky Rubio. Again, he hates getting traded. Well, man, who would you rather play for, Minnesota or Cleveland? Right now, Minnesota. <laughs> it's pretty shitty either way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Minnesota. Green's my favorite color, even though I don't like the Celtics. Green's my favorite color, so I like their scheme. But anyway, uh, I have here, hopefully a year without injuries can can surprise some. I think with a year without injuries, yeah. you know, you give me a starting lineup of Carl Anthony Towns, Malik Beasley, Anthony Edwards, I'm trying to find more numbers here, D'Lo and Josh Okogie, yeah. or something, something along those lines. Reed or something. Yeah. Um, I don't mind that in the East. Here's the problem, JL. They're in the West. <laughs> and geographically, where are they? <laughs> They're in the East. I actually put, uh, should be in the <laughs> East geographically and also quality. If they were in the East, they'd be part of the bloodbath this season. I would put them in there. Yeah, to the bottom end of it. Yeah, but come on. Cat's yeah. a great player. Look, I think Carl Anthony Town, the fact that he's in his seventh year is ridiculous. Yeah. I still feel like he's so young, but he has missed, he missed pretty much all of last year. And I feel like he's missed some other seasons as well. Um, I think he's going to have an all-NBA year. Okay. Yep. He might not make it. Is, is, one, is it two or three teams? Three. Yeah, he could make that. He might not make it, but I think statistically he'll be good enough. It's just whether his team actually wins games, because obviously it's so hard to make it if you don't make the playoffs. Yeah. But all-NBA, I think so. All-star, look at him. Yeah. He's already he's off to a flyer. Um, He's what probably... Probably not a hot take, but by the people just haven't realized yet. He's probably the best shooting big of all time already. Yeah. He's shooting like eight threes a game, shooting, hitting him at 40%. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, And then you got, you know, Anthony Edwards, who's, he dropped 30 today, I think. He started the season unbelievably well. D'Angelo Russell, I'm not sold about. No, neither am I. It's not a bad piece to have because he's still finding his role. He's sort of always played as that, number one option early on in his career and now he's trying to work out how to feed the ball a bit more. Um, you're right. It is a decent team and like I said, Beasley's all right. Nas Reed can play. Akogi can play. He can defend especially. They've got some decent talent. Even bringing in Pat Bev who I can't stand is going to be great for their defense. Yep. Because D'Lo is not much of I, a... No. But I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs and this is why I'm so impressed with Memphis that they've been able to make that jump. Yep. But... I'd, yeah, I just can't see them making the playoffs, but I really, really like this team. So last season in the West, the Minnesota Timberwolves finished uh, 13th. But Cat was out. Holy Cat was out a lot of it. Um, to get into the playing game, you need to finish 10th. Last season, above them were the Kings, the Pelicans, the Spurs. They're better than all those three. And then the f- there's a few up there. but uh, So the Kings, the Pelicans, the Spurs. 100% better than them. Uh, they're better than the Pelicans and the Kings. They're better than the Pelicans and the Kings. I always don't know how to predict the Spurs. Which no I'll one does, get but they're better than the Spurs. <laughs> I'll get into saying, but at their best, 
I think that, yes, they can jump those three. And so that would take them to the... That wouldn't take them into the playing game, would it? Did... Oh, no, it would. They've got to jump over. And that'd be it. So, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th. They've got to jump those three this season. I think they'll make the playoff playing game then. 10th. Then anything can happen. Yeah. I really like Ant Edwards. He's funny too. I like Yeah, him. he's a very... Um, I don't know. His size, you might be mistaken to think that he, you know, might be very... I've used the word silky already. Like a... You might be mistaken to think that he's not a, sh- uh, a slasher, mm. you know, or that he's more, you know, he's going to shoot a lot and he tries and he does, but he's best with his athleticism, yeah. his hops and his slashing ability, his speed. Um, but he will step outside and he will shoot, which is just his little thing that he needs to so tweak. In the draft combine, I remember there was some stat and I'd never heard anyone reference it before, but he was in the 99th percentile for deceleration speed. Okay. And I was like, bizarre. I've never heard that before. Mm. And then you watch him play and he drives and just stops. Stops on a dog. And everyone runs past him and he jumps up, pops it in. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a, he's a bright spark, Anthony Edwards, the number one pick. Um, so hopefully the t- Minnesota Timberwolves do what we say and go above 13th. The, the New Orleans Pelicans, JL. The haunted house music. okay uh i've got here something terribly wrong uh with the feel about new orleans pelicans not excited at all i'm not uh the team's lease in new orleans and this is getting some rumblings this is a crazy rumbling to have about your team especially if you're from there and you're a dedicated fan sorry but the team's lease in new orleans concludes in 2024 will so that's one problem Will Zion be the first ever player to turn down the rookie max extension? I guess is my first question to you. Are you as pessimistic about the I'm Pelicans normally, as I am? I normally can't stand all this. You know, he's he's been a, he's been in the league for one year, and people start talking shit. And the second year, they you know, and it's just to get stories and headlines and stuff. But for the whole time, I felt like it was true for Zion. Mm. Any other player, I'm like, nah, nah, he's just young and he's probably said something dumb or doesn't know how to handle not being the main guy anymore. Um, you know, just adjusting to the league. But this whole time with Zion, I felt like it's true. The fact that he's weirdly close with his family, like yeah. that's his inner core and they don't like, they've made it clear they don't like New Orleans. Um, the whole stuff about um, David Griffin playing piano to him. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Playing the piano yeah, to him. He, he invited Zino for dinner and there was like some, you know, like the, um, <laughs> that weird tweet about the, uh, how Jason Tatum boomed LeBron. And you know how sometimes they just like yeah. journalists tweet weird quotes as like a story? Yeah. It was like, David Griffin invited Zion to his house to clear up anything. He even played the piano for him. Jesus. So. Could you, well, hold on. You would leave that team. Could you away, imagine? <laughs> what, what, I'm just trying to paint a picture. What were they wearing? Was Zion standing over him? As he, How far was Zion standing? Zion wouldn't piano? stand if he doesn't need to. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. No, just a bizarre situation. Fuck David Griffin also. I'm putting yeah. that on the record. Um, he's done some nice things. You though. don't... No, he's done terrible Basketball things. things. Uh, for no. the Cavs and the Pelicans. He's been... Everywhere he's gone... Hold on, sorry. When I say... Sorry, sorry. He's done nice things. I may he's be, been gifted things. So yes, I'm getting it mistaken with... He's always got good luck yeah. with the picks. Bring him to Boston. Don't let him make any decisions. And I'll <laughs> take his good luck. But everything else has been gifted to him. 
Um, Kyrie was the number one pick from, I think they had like the eighth most likely chance to get number one and they got yep. it. With Zion, it was the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously lost AD and the one team that he wanted to go to had great young talent. Got that. Yeah. And he's, look who's come in for New Orleans this year. You've got probably arguably the most talented young player the game's seen in like the last 10 years. And the ins are, you, you can read them out. The, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you'll, find, you'll find the names. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jose Alvarado, Devontae Graham, Dalton Holmes, Herbert Jones, Trey Murphy the third, Thomas Sadoransky, Garrett Temple. Or when are you going to stop me? And Jonas Valanciunas. One of those guys can play good minutes. You've Jonas. Got, yeah. You've got one of the best young players in the league and that's what you've done for him. How old is he? Is he old? I thought he was, I thought he was not young. I didn't know who the hell you no. were referring to there. No, he's, in a, he's he's done. His career's not done, but like he's not going to help them win a championship by the time yeah. Zion's speaking. But like, you've got you've got Zion there. You do everything you can to bring in good players. Yep. And you're bringing in Dalton Holmes <laughs> and Jose Alvarado. Yeah. David Griffin's shit. But the thing that annoys me the most is he lied to their fans mm. and said Zion's healthy, Zion's healthy, Zion's healthy. They buy their season tickets. You know, this is thousands of people spending their hard-earned money. And then at media day, he goes, oh, by the way, three months ago, he broke a bone in his foot. He's going to be out for a few months. <laughs> that pissed me off. Apparently, he's put on something like 25, 30 pounds. Yeah. And the photos of him... He's a big boy. He looks like me. Look at me in the camera. He looks like me. Um, he's not as handsome as you. He's... Oh. Uh, <laughs> Zion... I don't know, man. So, so, so okay. So... Will Zion be the first ever rookie to turn down the rookie max? Yeah. He will. Yeah. He's out as soon as he can. Oh, no one has ever turned that down. He's Not out even as Ben Simmons. As soon as he can. What's the di- what, he's already got like a massive contract from Nike. Mm. What's the difference in terms of if he turns it down and then signs what he's eligible for a few years after? Yeah. He's probably turning over, turning down like what? I think it's 40 million over five years. Yep, something like that. Which he'll make in contracts anyway from sponsorship. He's fine. Yep. Um, will New Orleans Pelicans in 2025 still be the New Orleans Pelicans or will they be the Seattle Pelicans or the Las Vegas Pelicans? Anytime there's rumors like this, it happened with uh, Sacramento not that long ago. Yep. It never never comes true. It couldn't. It, 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 it's such a big thing. But, but if there's any place, opening night, Joel Embiid. Let me just say, Joel Embiid, um, Sixers played the Pelicans. They're both their first game of the season. And he sort of, you know, he sort of, you know, trashed them a little bit. He said, um, you know, the, the arena wasn't full. You know, not a lot of seats filled. He's like, I couldn't imagine playing for a team like that. And look... That's, you know, it's maybe not his right to say that about them. He was more so talking about how good the Philly yeah. crowd is. But I also couldn't imagine being Zion, right? Or Brandon Ingram. You come to opening night. Pandemic's just finished up. It's time to, you know, get back to life and celebrate. And um, no one's there. So the owner also owns the New Orleans Saints from the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um so you could be like, oh, wants to keep it together, but no billionaire owner is interested in um, losing money. I just want this is a a very very odd desire I have, but I want more than anything a team is in that Seattle, New Orleans take their name for jazz back. <laughs> so somehow this team needs to leave, Utah needs to leave, and somehow they come back as 
the New Orleans Jazz. Yeah, they do need to be. Uh, the Jazz in New Orleans is very prominent. Anyway, last season, they finished... Uh, what's that? Uh, 13th, 12th, 11th. Just outside the playing game. Yeah. They're going down. Zion's not going to play much. And Brandon Ingram can't lead this team. They've got no young talent. Everything about they've, them is just boring. They've lost Lonzo. They've lost Bledsoe. James Johnson played decent minutes. Steven Adams is all right. Yeah. They haven't brought in anyone that's decent except for Valanciunas. Saturansi's okay. Yeah. Also, we didn't mention it last week, but James Johnson's on the Nets playing. <laughs> he's, 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 what? he's been in the last year of his career for the last six years. Yeah, he's, he's playing. Like, he's actually on the floor a lot in this Nets side, and I just don't understand what, what that is. When I saw him, I'm like, that's, that, that's not James Johnson. He's still going around. That's not James Johnson. Still going. Anyway, moving on. The New York Knicks, the most valuable team in the NBA, like always. Something like four billion plus USD. Mm-hmm. Uh, they retained RJ Barrett, Alec Burks, Taj Gibson, Kevin Knox, Nerlens Noel, Emmanuel uh, Quickly, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, Derek Rose, and Obi Toppin. Uh, and they brought in Evan Fournier, uh, Fournier, uh, Quinton Grimes, uh, <laughs> Wayne Selden, and Kemper Walker. There he is. Uh, they lost Reggie Bullock, who. I can't imagine not with the Lakers or the Knicks. Um, they also let go of Frankie Smokes, Nil Keener. Frankie's gone. Has he ever played for another team? I don't think he has, other than the Knicks. I don't no, think, no, no. He was drafted by the Knicks, like pick six, I reckon. Yeah. Um, Alfred Payton. Have you seen the whole Alfred Payton Twitter thing? No. There's this page, shout out James Lee, friend of the show. He showed me it. And... Um, it's just this random, like, no-profile picture. I can't even remember what they're called. It's my fault. But everyone's like, you're, you're Alfred Payton, aren't you? <laughs> like, anyway, and, and then he'll, he never tweets during the, during the game or something like that or when Alfred Payton's on the floor. And, everyone's, and he just doesn't help his case because he's like, I'm not Alfred Payton. And then everyone keeps That's saying, something that Alfred Payton would say. Yeah, everyone's like, Alfred, don't try and get us. Anyway, Alfred Payton is on the Phoenix Suns. Wasn't he already on the Phoenix Suns? Once in his life? No. no. I'm mixing that up. He was on the Pelicans. No, he's on the Pelicans. Yeah. yeah, it's the same shit. Um, Norval Powell uh, doesn't have a team. Anyway, let's get into it. The New, York, the New York Knicks, what have you got to say about them? They retained every single player on their list last year that was good. Yep. And I did write there, sorry, Frankie Smokes, because I know Knicks fans love Frank Nilekina, but they also hated him. But mm-hmm. he can't play basketball. Kind of defend. They did bring in Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier. For Fournier. <laughs> yeah. uh, when you said Fournier, I was like, that's wrong. And now here <laughs> I am saying. <laughs> um, but I don't think they're going to be much better than last year. I think they'll be good. And we're, they're in that bloodbath of the East, that middle ground. But my worry is come to the playoffs. Julius Randle last year was shit in the playoffs. Kemba Walker was probably worse. Yep. Evan Fournier, probably about on par with Kemba. <laughs> RJ Barrett was terrible. They they just don't have players that, and I said this earlier, the, probably the, what makes teams successful in the playoffs is having players that can fill multiple roles yep. and are versatile on the floor. And that's just, I don't see that. Their most versatile player would be Julius Randle. 
and I don't think he's going to be as bad as he was ever again than he was in the playoffs last year. But the other guys I mentioned have clear weaknesses. Um, Fournier is not meant to be in the playoffs. For when, me, when you can't defend, and he can sort of cre- he can create his own shot to an extent, but he does rely heavily on back screens and on ball screens. Um, so you know, if you get two weeks to prepare for an opponent, that's easier to, to negate. Um, then guys like D Rose will show up quickly. Is he can play, but he's low efficiency. He reminds me of like a um, a um, I've just completely forgotten Jamal Crawford or Lou Williams or someone like that back in the day. Um, Obi Toppin, I wouldn't get my hopes up in the playoffs. Mitchell Robinson, he's not going to carry an offense. Might get a few blocks, might also lead to a few fouls. They're very one-dimensional at the moment. I think they've got a high ceiling, but also quite a low floor. A high ceiling? If everyone's playing well. The Knicks. If everyone's playing well. I was just about to jump in and start saying good stuff, but I have to now stop and say bad stuff. They don't have a high ceiling. You reckon? A high ceiling? Yeah. What's the the best thing they can do? What's the absolute perfect situation... But obviously, no one else is like second, ra- second round. Oh, that's not that's that's like, for the Knicks. It is, they? yeah, for the for Knicks. A, it is for yes. a team that lot got. Did they get swept in the playoffs last year. I think they did. Yes, by Atlanta. Yeah, or maybe they won one game. Maybe they won. To yeah. make the second round, like that's a high ceiling for this squad. Yeah, but yeah, their floor is the eighth seed, and yeah, yeah. Sorry, I know what you mean now. Yeah, they got a high, relatively yeah. high ceiling. Not a. Brooklyn High Yeah, State. right, right. right. <laughs> so I, in another way to say that, I was going to go a bit more uh, optimistic. Uh, the Knicks fans uh, need any type of winning because of what they've lived through. They're already so excited. Yes, and uh, Tibbs is giving them that. He'll give you that. He uh, great at squeezing the juice um, out of all the juice out of the squad, the good juice, but will never be enough for any real success is what I've got here. Ooh. Um will never be enough until you get real players, right? So this is good for now. Knicks fans are happy. They need to change the narrative about their, like, all-time narrative about what they're about. Not just... Because clubs aren't just about um, winning trophies because even though that's what you should always aim for, in my opinion, you should always be, what's your quickest route to a trophy? Um, There's a journey. Mm. And the Knicks are never on the journey or they're never anywhere. They're never even, you know, knocking out the guys who are on the journey. They're just yeah. doing nothing. Now they're at least, at, at you know, at best for me, they're hindering, you know, they might sort of put a, a dent in some, you know, of the top teams and stuff like that. Um, they finished... They finished fourth last season. That was such a strange ranking. But anyway, nice. They're going up or down down they will go down sorry Knicks fans um but because of yeah they're still gonna have fun are they gonna make the playoffs yeah yeah they are gonna make the playoffs same here I've got that um and it's good stuff good to see the Knicks winning however that relatively high ceiling for me (laughs) is just as high as until they one do one do one day (laughs) one day get that real star that they KD Kyrie yeah. that they always wanted. So maybe Zion. So we'll see. <laughs> How big is he going to be by then? <laughs> <laughs> He'll be a big star. He'll be a huge star. Anyway, that wraps up 
We're going to turn this into two parts, actually, Jay. We're going to make it part two and three because it is a very long one. That wraps up this episode and the preseason predictions for the Bronx Cheer Basketball Show. Uh, If you're new to the show, of course, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notifications bell on YouTube or just the subscribe or follow button wherever you are on your podcast app. Um, Check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, the Bronx Cheer Basketball Show. The talk. We're on the talk. <laughs> JL's hot takes are all over it. Um, so check us out on there. Go follow us there. JL, I'll speak to you next week. I mean, you'll probably message me before that. I'll message Nath you. Nath is right. he's clingy, but <laughs> I'll be here again next week. I'll speak to you next week.